Praise the Lord. This is Elder Newsom. Uh, we're back on our part two of uh, this segment of um, our broadcast of Fighting for the Faith. We had kind of had a, a technical glitch with the audio that had dropped out. Uh, our meter was still moving. and um, But however, there was no audio on your end. So we wanted to pick up the part two uh, briefly as we had finished off on uh, there's a situation where uh, believers uh, are being uh, inundated with false information into thinking that uh, that we as Christians, as believers, can live a nominal life. And so I felt the urgency and the importance uh, to get back on the broadcast and talk about we cannot afford uh, to live a nominal life, uh, which means uh, a lower standard, a substandard, of just, uh, you know, having a form, but denying the power thereof. And so we wanted to make sure we uh, clarified um, that particular viewpoint uh, that we were discussing today. And so we wanted to go a little bit farther and in depth with uh, uh, the broadcast uh, as we talk about keep fighting for the faith. Uh, It's very important that all believers uh, keep fighting for the faith. And this is our part two. Uh, because Wednesday we have quite uh, a bit to cover on this particular uh, broadcast. So those of you that were listening to the first portion, uh, we just removed the uh, the damaged video and we put up uh, a new broadcast in its place, which is this uh, particular part two of Keep Fighting for the Faith. And it's very important that uh, believers uh, keep fighting for the faith, uh, because uh, our faith, uh, we should defend it according to what Jude, Jude uh, was alluding to in Jude chapter uh, 3 and verse number 4. And so we want to go back to uh, Jude and take a look here. We're going to go to uh, Jude. Uh, we're going to go Jude 1 and uh, 3 um, through 4. We want to uh, just probably... Uh, get the entire segment of Jude, but we want to uh, go there so we can take a a good uh, look at Jude uh, 3 and 4. He said, Beloved, uh, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful, it was necessary this is what Jude said. It was necessary that I write unto you and exhort you that you should. He didn't say uh, if you wanted to, but that you should earnestly contend for the faith uh, which was once delivered to the saints. And so it's very important that we fight um, for our faith. And the reason why I say that is because So many are throwing in the towel. So many are giving up. Um, So many are letting the pressures of ministry, uh, the inundation of the pressure of ministry is just driving, you know, some people into, uh, you know, closing down their church, closing down their ministry. You know, they're saying, hey, you know, uh, it's, it's too difficult. But we must remember, uh, 
the faithful words, you know, of Abraham. And he said, is there anything too hard for God? You know, we have to make sure that we defend the faith uh, in the proper aspect of identifying what Jude identified. And so let me show you the things he identified so you can so you can kind of see uh, why he wrote to them. And we're going to go to Jude here. I just want to uh, I also like to turn my Bible to it, even though I have the screen reader on. I like to also read the scripture. And uh, in case the screen reader doesn't work properly, I like to, uh, I just like turning my Bible pages. I, I still read my Bible, even though I have tablets and other smart devices. I like using uh, the paper Bible. And he says here um, in Jude 1 and uh, verse number 3, I want to just read it for you. And he says here, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, which was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And so he's talking about preserving and he's, he's talking about uh, the preservation and the keeping of the uh, letter of the gospel that Jesus had given unto them, he was really dealing with being steadfast in it. And so what I want to say to believers today, we need to be steadfast in what we already have and what we've already received. Hmm? And what I mean by that is because there's people that are coming in now in these last days. And uh, the letter of Jude was primarily focused on apostasy. Hmm? When people will turn away from God's truth and start embracing false teaching. And I know, I know everybody, everybody don't want to tackle this uh, this particular um, grave issue, you know, because everybody wants to be somebody's friend and everybody wants to have somebody in their corner. But Jude had to stand up with some backbone and declare God's truth because there were false teachers among him even during that time that Jude was written. And he talks about the danger of false teachers he talks about the duty to fight for God's truth in that latter part of 17 through 25. Now, verses 1 through 16, he talks about the dangers of false teachers. And let's, let's analyze it for a minute. Let's, let's go a little bit farther. Let's analyze what he's dealing with here when he talks about the, uh, when he talks about the false teachers here. Let's take a look. All right, let's go to verse 2. Uh, I believe verse, verse number 4, rather. Let's go to verse number 4. He says, in verse number 4, he says, For there are certain men, and I, I keep going back, you know, analyzing this word, certain men. He said, that for there are certain men crept in unawares. That means they didn't detect they didn't recognize, they didn't notice, 
They didn't take note of these men that came in. They were destitute of the truth. They were only there to advance their agenda. And I know we don't, we don't look for that in the church today, but some men are in the church for position, for political power, and for control, but they're not there for to uh, birth in souls, uh, to maintain a spiritual uh, focus or spirituality in the body of Christ. Some are strictly there for themselves, and uh, these are dangers that we need to look out for. And this is why, you know, uh, you know, ordaining these elders and and you know they're they're not really committed to this thing. They're not really, uh, you know, want to stay in this thing. The only thing they want to do, some of these preachers, all the only thing they want to do, and and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, is 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 we we need to preach the gospel and we're supposed to preach the gospel, but we're supposed to make sure that we're living what we preach. And too many people are focused on getting a good um, uh, candy cane message, but they forget about their lives must resemble, you know, this walk. And Jesus said it more perfectly in the Gospels, you should know a tree by the fruit that it bears. And when our lives don't bear any fruit unto God, that we are representatives or we're ambassadors of God, in his church, then we're nothing more than an imposter and, and we're only aliens that's taking on uh, 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 a false pretense or a false pretext that we're something when we're nothing. And he, you know, and scripture talks about when a man think himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceive him own self. And this is what we have today with these unawares that are these men that have crept in unaware, they're deceivers. And Jude says, who were before of old ordained by this condemnation. Ungodly men, Jude alludes to them as being ungodly men. Praise God. And let's take a look here. Jude uh, makes note here. And Jude, uh, denotes them as ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness, hmm? into what the flesh desire, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. We must take special note to verse number four. Anyone that denies Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father is the Antichrist. We don't have to have somebody come prophesy or we don't have to have a Bible study for somebody to tell us that these people are not of God. Hmm? And we need to make sure that we identify this in the church and we can't just embrace everybody. What I mean, we can't embrace their teaching if they don't embrace Jesus. Now, let me let me show you what I'm talking about because I'm not trying to cause no problems, but 
I got to show you truth. Let's go to Galatians. I want to show you something in Galatians because, you know, we we uh, we need to know this because it's it's too much. It's too much happening and it's happening too fast in the church for us to just be snowballed into accepting any and everything that says it's of God because everything is not of God that comes in God's house. And we need to identify these things uh, by uh, looking at these scriptures. All right. So let's go to uh, Galatians chapter one. Let's see. Let's see what Galatians chapter one and we'll go at about verse six. Let's see what. Galatians uh, 1 and 6. Let's go to Galatians 1 and 6, praise God. He says, I marvel. Uh, let me put it on the screen, reader, because I got to flip back. Uh, that's that's why I, uh, I, I uh, really want you to see this. Let's go to Galatians 1 and 6. I'm going to put it on the screen so you can read it along with me, and this is not something that Ellen Newsom come up with. This is scripture, Galatians 1 and 6. Let's take a look. Chapter 1, verse number 6. All right, if you're there with me, uh, let's take a look. Galatians 1 and 6. All right, I think we're there. And uh, we'll probably end up about nine. I'll, I'll just see if we end up about nine. But we're at Galatians 1 and 6. He says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Hmm? From my understanding, there's only one Lord, one faith, and there's one baptism. The Father that's above all, through all, and in you all, that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Hmm? So it's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. So Christ, he says, him that called you into grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. I want you to see this in writing for yourself. There is not, there is not another gospel. I want you to see that. Hmm? He says, which is not another. Verse number seven. Let's take a look. Now let's analyze it. He said, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel, now these, these are the apostles. Uh, Apostle Paul wrote this, uh, I believe he wrote this letter to the Galatian church, to the church of the Galatians. And he says here, he says, but though we, let's go to verse number eight. I just want to slow roll it, uh, put it on the screen for you. Apostle. Apostle Paul writes here to the Galatian church. He said, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now, Jude talks about them, you know, 
turning people into, uh, from the grace of God into lasciviousness. These are ungodly men already been foreordained to condemnation, which, which is they already has been uh, damned by God. And I'm not, I'm not cursing or I'm not speaking ill of nobody. They already been, been damned into judgment. They're already going to be brought into judgment for their ungodly deeds. If you turn somebody away from God with this false stuff, he talks about they already been been placed into judgment, just waiting on things to transpire. So we're just waiting on the time clock right now, but they already been foreordained by God to be brought into judgment. This is what Jude talks about. Now let's take a look. This is very serious business here. He said, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. That's verse number eight. All right. Let's look at verse number nine. He says, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye have received, let him be accursed. Now, this is why Jude, uh, this is why Jude uh, alludes to the importance and we we gotta we gotta show you something. This is why Jude alludes to the importance of fighting for the faith. And I know people don't feel like, hey, you know, if why why would God have me fight for the faith and He already gave us victory? We still got work to do. Hmm? There's still souls to be brought into church. There's still souls that out there that need to be saved and know the truth, and 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 receive the gospel of Jesus Christ that they may receive salvation uh, for their souls. And you only can have salvation through Jesus Christ. Hmm? Jesus means Jehovah salvation. Uh, Jesus means deliverance, praise God. Hmm? And so we need to know that Jesus is the Savior. Now look, let's take a look here. He says here, For do I now persuade men, this is what Paul says here, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Hmm? Now, this is what we got. These deceivers that are out there, they're only out there to, to please and appease your emotion. They will not... They don't have the gut or the backbone to tell you what God requires. Praise God as it relates to salvation. They'll tell you you're going to get a house, you're going to get a car, you're going to get a wife. Hmm? They'll even tell you about Daniel in the lion den, but they won't tell you how to get the lion out of your den. Praise God. And the only way we can get the line out of our den is we got to get rid of sin in our lives. Praise God. And we must recognize that we must speak God's truth in these last days. And we can't afford to do like a lot of other, other um, people that's, 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 that's out there. And, you know, I understand, you know, uh, you can, you can, uh, you can get a lot more um, 
bees with honey than you can with vinegar. I understand all that methodology. But as it relates to the gospel truth, we cannot afford to embrace and digest ungodly lifestyle, ungodly living, and tell you you on your way to heaven. That is against what God has prescribed in all of the letters of the apostles, that if we are to be in relationship with God, we must be holy. Hmm? 1 Peter 1 and 15 and 16 said, be holy for I am holy. And so it must be what God has laid out for the believer and we cannot change what the Lord has prescribed. Hmm? Hebrews 12 and 14 lets us know that we should follow peace with all men and holiness without to which no man shall see the Lord. Now, Jude says here, that they denied the only Lord God. Hmm? People are telling people now that they don't need to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you do need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Hmm? That's denying the Lord. Now, based on the way, the way this scripture is written, you're denying the Lord if you tell somebody they don't need to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. All they ain't got to do is confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, and they say, that was to Israel in uh, Romans 10 and 9. Hmm? And Paul was there talking to the Romans, huh? converts in that church, and he was talking to the Jews, and the converts that was uh, of the Jewish descent, he says right there in Romans 10 and 1, he says, my prayer and heart desire for Israel that they might be saved, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Hmm? He said, for they went about uh, uh, establishing their own righteousness and did not submit themselves unto the righteousness of God. Doesn't that sound like establishing your own truth? Praise God. And you got people now will tell us that's our truth because the Bible said be holy. That ain't my truth. God truth said be holy. Hmm? And anytime we try to change what God said and tell people they can, uh, they can do how they want to do, they can live how they want to live, and they still going to go to heaven. My Bible don't read that. Hmm? The Bible tell me the, the righteous, only the righteous shall see God. Hmm? The Bible tell me blessed is the peacemaker. And so how are we going to raise all kinds of trouble, cause all kinds of problems, not get along with our neighbor, not love our brother and sister, but I'm on my way to heaven and I'm so glad. Hmm? God is a forgiving God. He's a loving God. But he's a God of, of truth, integrity, and character. And he's holy. Hmm? And you know what? He's a sovereign God. And you know what? His truth can't be compromised. Hmm? Because he won't accept anything less than what his word is already laid out. Praise God, because he's coming back to find faith on earth. And if there's no faith on earth, I'm going to let you know what happened to the previous dispensation. They perished because of unbelief. Hmm? It wasn't that God didn't lay a promise out there uh, unto Moses and Abraham. He laid the promise out there, but they couldn't enter into the promised land. Uh, uh, the people that Moses was over, 
they could not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. And I want to let you know that if we deny the only Lord God, Jesus Christ, and we receive this false teaching, we too will not enter into the promise that God has laid out for the church. Hmm? He says, I go to prepare a place for you. Hmm? We have to believe what God has already laid out for us. God has prepared a place for, for us. Those of us that are saved, those of us that's walking according to God's holy commandments. Praise God. And his commandments is not grievous. Hmm? He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. So it's very important that we refute all false teaching. Hmm? And we must stand on guard against it. Uh, and we're not, we're not coming against people. We're not coming against persons, but we're coming against false truths. Praise God. Hmm? And my thing is, if you end the false truth, you need to come out of it. Hmm? If you end false truth and say I'm coming against you, then I'm coming against you then. Hmm? Because only God's truth going to stand. Hmm? And we must tell a dying world that Jesus saves to the utmost. And uh, let, let's, let's get it. I just want to go a little bit farther here, uh, Jude 1 and 6. I just want to uh, pick it on up from there so we can see some. Jude 1 and 6. It's very important that we refute all false teaching because uh, many people will say, why would a loving God, you know, send somebody to eternal hellfire? You know, hmm? why would he do that? I want to let you know. The Bible tells us that the righteous scarcely be saved. Where should a sinner and an ungodly appear? Hmm? I just want to let you know, God, many people don't want to believe that God sent his people to hell. Hmm? We don't even want to, we don't even want to uh, think about the topic. We don't even want it to enter into our mind that hell is real. Hmm? For rejecting him, but this is clearly taught in scripture. Sinners who don't repent, sinners who don't seek forgiveness from God, will face eternal separation from God. Hmm? Ain't no sense in me telling you it's going to be all right and you ain't choosing God. Hmm? We have to tell our children, we have to tell our families, our loved ones, you got to choose life if you want life. Hmm? Ain't no sense in me keep choosing death and expect life. That just, that's insanity. Hmm? God has set before us good and evil, and you got to choose. Praise God. And don't blame me. Uh, don't shoot the messenger because we're here that you would escape eternal judgment. We're here so you don't perish. Hmm? We're here so you don't have to perish. We're here so you can embrace this loving God that we're, that we're, that we're talking about today, that we're sharing with you today on the broadcast. But we want to make sure that we're clear in the scripture and let you know if you don't seek forgiveness from God, you will face eternal judgment. If you don't forgive your brother his trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. This, this is book, praise God. Ain't no sense in, ain't no sense in me making it no peanut butter sandwich for you when I know hmm, 
that it's not going to be a sweet journey on your way to hell. Look at this. Those who don't seek forgiveness from God will be in eternal separation. Jude gives warning to all those that uh, rebel against God and ignore God. Hmm? Or reject God. I'm going to say something. People are experiencing so much pain today. They're taking pills to try to get rid of the pain. Hmm? They're drinking until their liver is getting messed up. Hmm? People are, are, are dying from fentanyl overdoses because they're trying to escape hmm? what's inevitable if they don't accept God. Hmm? And so we cannot escape judgment. The only way, the, the only way that humanity can accept can, can escape judgment is by accepting Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. Hmm? If you want uh, your life to be hid in Christ, it starts with repentance. It starts with denying yourself. It starts with giving your way over to God. It's very important that we understand these things because Jude talks about it. He talks about, uh, let's go a little bit farther. I want to I go a little bit farther to show you something because it's, it's very important that we take a look at this. He says here in Jude 1 and 7, and one, I want to... Um, I want to get to one and seven, but look at one and six. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, had reserved into everlasting chains under darkness, unto judgment of the great day. It's plain and simple. Even the angels were judged by God that did not uh, stay in heaven. When they got kicked out because they listened to Lucifer, I just want to make sure you understand those that got kicked out that listened to Lucifer. Uh, this is what happened to them. Hmm? They're reserved in everlasting chain under darkness unto judgment of the great day. So they're being stored in chains right now until God finalizes this thing. So there's no need for us to say, well, uh, you know, God won't judge us. He won't judge us if we accept his atoning plan. And his atoning plan is foolproof so that you will not face judgment. Why? Because God sees his blood and not our sin anymore once we uh, accept the uh, salvation plan. That's through believe, repent be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost and live right. Praise God. These are things that is essential for the believer. But if we think we can continue to boogaloo, you know, you know, uh, serve God and serve, serve the devil at the same time. Hmm? You got to love the one you with. Hmm? And the one you love, that's the one you're going to spend most time with. And this is why, you can see people in church 
in fornication. You can see people in church uh, with ungodly lifestyles. You can see people in church, man with man, woman with woman. You can see people in church doing everything but Jesus. Hmm? And these false teachers have crept in and they going to tell you that God loves everybody and it's okay. And there's no judgment for you. And that's not the truth. There's judgment for all of us. And I want to let you know the loving God that we serve. He came so we wouldn't have to be judged twice. Hmm? If you, if you die now, you only die once. But if you die later, you're going to die twice. If you, if you don't accept God, you're going to die twice. Praise God. And it's in Hebrews 9, 27. It's appointed on the man who wants to die. But after this, the judgment. I want to let you know if you don't accept God, you're going to die twice. You're going to die in this life, and then you're going to be resurrected again to be eternally judged. But if you give your life over to God now, hmm, you can escape eternal hellfire. And I want to encourage you, if I were you, I would be running right now. Hmm? I would be running to Jesus because time is winding up. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh hmm? and set forth for an example of suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. God didn't play with them and he's not going to play with us uh, in these days that we're in right now. And so if you think that there's time to play romper room and you think it's okay uh, for men, you know, to be with men and women to be with women and you, you saying that, you know, God is not a God that knows how to procreate. God established the system of procreation. He said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. He said, Adam and Eve, not Steve and Louise. And so I just, you know, I just want to let you know, it's, it's very, very important. God is a God of love. He loves everybody. But I, just like I shared earlier when the volume went out and, I, and the devil is a lie when the volume got cut off, but I'm, I'm back on again to share with you. Look, just like I had to leave my co 45 alone, I had to leave sin alone. I had to leave an ungodly lifestyle alone. You have to leave yours too. Praise God. And it doesn't matter because it's a different sin. Hmm? All sin is sin. And sin is transgression against God's law. And anytime that we transgress against God's law, we are ungodly. Praise God. And to be godly is to be godlike. And you're not going to tell me that you're godlike when you're doing ungodly things. Praise God. And I want to encourage you today. We, we need to, uh, we need to really look at this thing and understand that there are some that have crept in and they will not tell you the truth. And they're going to face judgment for not telling you the truth because the truth of the matter is we're running out of time. And as I said earlier in the broadcast, 
these young men that was on the news, and I'm going to share this and I'm going to get out of here. These young men that was on the, on the news this morning, it was, they were driving two cars back to back and they pulled out their guns and were shooting at this one house. And I thought it was a movie, but it was on the news, you know, and, and all of them had uh, a couple semi-automatic guns. Some of them had, uh, I guess, AR-15 or whatever. I don't know what it was, but I know it was so many blazes coming out the barrel. You could see it in the dark. Uh, they were shooting so profusely. They shot till they emptied out their guns. And you're trying to tell me that we don't need to be crying loud and, uh, you know, reaching out so that souls can come to Christ and know that the loving God that's out there hmm, is able to change your life and impact your life in a way that you don't have to die without a relationship with God. Hmm? You got some people out there don't even know about God. Praise God. And we, we have enough love. We have enough compassion. We have enough understanding to say to you, God will look beyond your fault hmm? and give you deliverance. But if you ignore God, hmm? if you don't confess that Jesus is Lord, if you don't give your life to God and submit to God's authority. And if I didn't submit my life to God's authority, I was going to face judgment. It's somewhere down the line, I was going to face judgment. And there was no, there was nothing mama could do, nothing daddy could do. There's nothing the pastor could do. There was nothing my best friend could do. I was going to face judgment if I didn't repent. And I won't let you know that it's the same thing for all of us. God is the same loving God that he don't, uh, he don't have uh, big eyes and little use. He don't have one standard for one and another standard for others. It's one standard and holiness without to which no man shall see the Lord. And so we got to make sure that we defend and we fight for this faith and I, I, I just want to um, go to First uh, Timothy. Let's go to First Timothy 6 and 11. I want I to let you know that we need to fight for the faith because there's a lot of things happening, and it's happening fast. And people, um, people tell you it's okay. It's okay to smoke a joint and come to church half lit up. But I'm going to let you know that we must... Get rid of everything that's not like God. He said, but thou, O man of God. 1 Timothy 6 and 11. I want to get and put it on the screen, but I'm out of here. Got to get out of here. My phone keep ringing, and I, uh, I wanted to get back on because I didn't want to be an injustice. I wanted you to get um, this first part of this series, and then we're going to pick it back up. This is part two of the first series which is really part one, but then we're going to pick up part two on Wednesday. But look, he says here, but thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Hmm? You know, before all of us came to God, we didn't have all those qualities. Hmm? Some of us may have had one of them, 
and say, you know, and if I look at them, I would just say we had none of them hmm? with the way we were living. But look, he says here in 6 and 12, in Timothy 6 and 12, he says, he says, fight the good fight of faith. This is what he says here. He says, fight the good fight of faith. And he says, lay hold on eternal life. I just prescribed to you through the scripture of Jude. How are we going to obtain eternal life if we don't have godliness in our life? We don't have faith, love, patience, and meekness hmm? to deal with our brother and sister while we're here on this earth. Hmm? We must fight the good fight of faith, lay on eternal life. He said, wherefore thou art called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. So I want to let you know, it's very important that we hear God's voice, fight for the faith, and not submit to false teaching. Because let me tell you what happened with the false teachers as we get out of here. The false teachers, this is what they were doing. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to get it for you. Some of these false teachers, here's what they were doing. Uh, they were denying the Lord. Hmm? Uh, they were deceiving people. Hmm? They were they were in their positions for uh for power but they rejected authority while they was there. They didn't submit to the proper teaching, but they rejected it. Hmm? And this is what else they did. They corrupted themselves. They were slanderers. They were gainsayers. Hmm? And they also rebelled against God. Anyone that uh, rebels against the apostles' teaching, that rebels against the scriptures, that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. These are all men that Jude is disclosing in these last days as it relates to false prophets hmm? and those that Satan is using to deceive many to rebel against God. Don't be deceived into thinking that you can't be deceived. That's the biggest mistake that believer can make is to say, I can't be deceived. Hmm? If except the Lord shorten the time, no flesh will be saved. So I want to let you know, we have to pray. We have to ask God to keep us. Hmm? Because you can't keep yourself. I know you thought it was you that woke yourself up this morning. I know it was you that thought your, thought it was yourself that resisted that temptation and didn't give in to it. I want to let you know. Jude 24. He says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. You can't even keep yourself from falling. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Hmm? I know you thought it was your strength you walking in. But we're walking in the strength of God. And I want to say to every believer today, continue to walk in the strength of God and continually 
fight for the faith. These are the faithful words of your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the faith in God and that TV. And so uh, we're going to let it go at this time, but we we got more for you. We're going to be talking about some other things uh, that we didn't cover, but we want to talk about these things. We want to talk about uh, it's getting ready to be Christmas season. I talked about it earlier, but the audio was off. It's getting ready to be Christmas season and people getting ready to get into their paganistic spirit and they're going to go get them a Christmas tree and they're going to they gonna do what they do with it. I'm not putting up no Christmas tree. And I want to let you know also the Bible talks about in Leviticus 19 and 28 about this putting on tattoos. After you get saved, you ain't got no business putting no marks on yourself. Now, if you got tattoos before you got saved, ain't nothing you can do about that. Hmm? Because some of them you can't remove. But I'm saying, after you've been baptized in water in Jesus' name and confessed to being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, and the Spirit of God get uttering, and then you want to go and get some cuts on you, that sounds like, oh, Lord, let me get this here. Let me let me get it. It sounds like it sounds like you listen to the wrong voice. Hmm? And we, them old bishops and stuff, they went to Leviticus, and they told us, uh, uh, you you can't uh you can't be coding and uh and and be you know you can't be coding and doing all this other stuff at the same time you you got to you know you got to decide what you're gonna do and now we got people now they wanna um let me just get Leviticus I just need to get that real quick 19 write it down a lot of people say show it to me in the Bible where I can't put no tattoo on well we've been show it to you because you you know my thing is, I shouldn't have to show it to you. You shouldn't want to put no tattoo on, uh, because the Bible tells us uh, that uh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, and old things have passed away. Why are you still trying to pick up the old stuff when God got so much new stuff for you to receive? Praise God! There's so much more wisdom and knowledge in the Word of God to to fill every space of your life, and you keep going back into the world to grab these beggarly elements. We supposed to forsake the world. Hmm? Let's look here. Uh, Leviticus 19 and 28. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh. What do you think you're doing when you put that tattoo on? Hmm? When they put that ink, them, them needles keep sticking you. Hmm? It says you should not cut. Uh, you should not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead nor print any marks. Some people say, well, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my, uh, my, my dead baby's tattoo on my arm. He said, he said right here, you shouldn't put no cut in your flesh for the dead. I ain't putting no mark in there because my mama passed. I ain't putting no mark in my arm. Praise God. Hmm? The Bible said, don't do it. Nor print any marks upon you. He said, I am the Lord. Hmm? We need to read our Bible. Hmm? But these are all the things that's going to get people, you know, deceived and get people in trouble. And it says, do not, Leviticus 19 and 29, this is, this is a star scripture, put a star by it. Do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall into whoredom and the land become full of wickedness. You mean to tell me the land is turned full of wickedness? The reason why you letting your daughter, oh, Lord, let me get out of here. You got your daughter looking like somebody in Red District, hmm? but you ain't looking like one and you claim to be holy. The devil is a lie. This is a lot of stuff. This is a lot of foolishness that we need to 
we need to deal with in these last days. But I want to let you know, if we are going to represent God, hmm, we must be holy. And I don't have no other way to present it to you because somebody's been lying to you all this time. Hmm? If you think you can, oh Lord, hmm? if you think you can do whatever, and I just, I just, I'm just a firm believer. Before I got saved and got into church, I knew I couldn't do any and everything. Hmm? That was some stuff I, you know, nature itself teaches us something, but there was some stuff when I wasn't saved, I knew I didn't have no business doing. And now we didn't got big and bold enough. And a lot of us, we claim to be spiritual and we just letting everything go. Praise God. But my Bible tells me, and I think it tells you the same thing. And I think uh, missionary Holden hit it on Sunday, a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. And so ain't no sense in you uh, making room just for a little provision for your flesh. Because before you know it, your flesh going to keep wanting more. And your flesh ain't going to never say it's got enough. Praise God. And so there's no need for us to satisfy the flesh or make provisions for it. Praise God. But the Bible tell us in uh, Titus 2 and 11, uh, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation, teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. Hmm? Your problem is worldly lust reason why you want that tattoo deny ungodliness and worldly lust that you should live soberly righteous and godly in this present world and you know since you looking for jesus if you ain't looking to live holy because the bible tells me that then you can look for the glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ and in hebrews he tell us looking unto jesus who's the author and the finisher of our faith if you're not fighting for the faith hmm then you're not, you're not looking under Jesus. Praise God. And I won't let you know, if you're looking under Jesus, you're going to fight for the faith and you're going to let people know, no, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Hmm? You, can't, you can't have a husband and a wife on, you can't have a husband and a sidekick on the side. Hmm? Praise God. Hmm? You can't be married and have no mistress on the side. Praise God. We just got to tell people what it is. It's holiness. And you know what? We got to refute all false teaching. And so I just want to let you know, we are here uh, to encourage you and exhort you uh, through Jude on this week to let you know that we must, we must keep fighting for the faith. Praise God. Because I know that we're under attack. I know, uh, all holiness apostolic churches, they're under attack. Hmm? And just because people leave your church and go somewhere else because somebody let them do something, let them leave, let them go, let them do it. Hmm? Don't you fall into judgment because you allow them to do something that God don't allow. Praise God. I'd rather them go and face judgment on their own than me to face judgment along with them because I didn't tell them the truth. So these are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you. We're not here for ratings. We're not here for uh, numbers. We're not here for membership. We're not here for your approval. But we're here because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're here by the grace of God. And so with no further ado, we want to say thank you and God bless you for listening to the broadcast today. 
Uh, we hope that you will come back and listen to us. If you have an appetite for truth and you want scripture and you want someone that's going to uh, share with you uh, wholesome words of truth that you can find in the scripture and validate in the scripture and know that the truth is no lie, then uh, we want to uh, be here for you. And if we have a scripture that's not in the proper context, we will be gladly repent. We'll be gladly to correct ourselves and, and, and search the scripture and get the scripture uh, that's, uh, that's in line with uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we do not want to tell somebody that they can do something that God say he don't allow. Praise God. And what I mean by that, God told us to come out of our sins. Hmm? Matthew 1 and 21 said, And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Praise God. Hmm? Not why you stay in your sin. And so I had to leave my sins. And if you want to serve God, you must leave yours also to accept the plan of salvation. And so these are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, I want to say God bless you in Jesus' name.